Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. We are on our second episode of the day, and on this episode, we will be previewing tonight's slate of college basketball DFS action. DraftKings is the only one that is doing full roster contests tonight for whatever reason, so DraftKings will be the ones whose salaries I am using and whose points system I am using. So, um, if you pay attention to the podcast feed, you will notice that I released an episode earlier this morning previewing the college football late slate for Saturday night. If you play DraftKings college basketball, I highly recommend playing college football. Much like college basketball, it is a under-researched, underutilized daily fantasy sport. People aren't using optimizers and premium sites like they are for NFL and NBA. So just by listening to a podcast and doing a little research, you will have a leg up on most of the competition. As always, if you want my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Also, make sure you are following me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks, dropping stats and facts all week long. I'll also answer any lineup or start sick questions if you send them to me. All right, so it is officially holiday tournament season, y'all. We got a lot of different holiday tournaments going on, which means we got a lot of interesting matchups. And also, if you're listening to this podcast today, guess what? A lot of these teams are going to be action on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So a lot of the advice that I'm going to be going with on here is going to apply for those dates as well. So this is really just a big weekend primer for daily fantasy college basketball. So let's get a quick word from our friends at Anchor, and then let's start by talking about our two marquee games of the night. The marquee game of the night is going to be at an event that is just called the main event, and it is UCLA at Illinois, and it is an over-under of 145.5, which is the third highest on the slate. Now, one thing that you're going to have to keep in mind when you look at the game logs and the stats and the minutes of these two teams is that neither team has played a close game yet. Nobody has really played a game against good competition, so we don't quite know how those rotations and how those usage rates are going to play out. However, UCLA, they're a veteran team. Jaime Jaquez and Tiger Campbell are going to be their high-usage players, and Jalen Clark, in my opinion, is massively underpriced. He's got 41 fantasy points per game so far. I think he's going to be highly owned on this slate, but I don't have a problem with it because I think he is that good. He is definitely going to join Hawkes and Campbell at the top of UCLA's usage. Now, UCLA does have two backup guards that are interesting to me, and those are Amari Bailey and David Singleton. They've both gotten kind of around 20 minutes a game, and if that continues, I think you know, in a fairly high-tempo game, I think that they're definitely an option to score some fancy points for you. On the other side, for Illinois, Dane Danger, good Lord, Dane Danger, I don't know. I'm going to go with Danger. He is a double-double guy, and he's kind of taken the role over from Kofi Coburn of being Illinois' big man, and UCLA does not have a lot of size down low. So I think that that's definitely a guy that you can go to to play and get some fancy points. Now, in terms of high usage guards, which Illinois generally does, you know, think about Ao Desunmu, think about um, last year Andre Carbello. Their high usage guard this year is going to be Terrence Shannon Jr., who is a transfer from Texas Tech. I think he is also underpriced on DraftKings. He's a very good option. And then if you look at their returners from last year, Coleman Hawkins is probably the best one. He has a really high floor because he does not have to score the basketball to score a lot of fancy points. He contributes in a lot of different ways. Now, Illinois' offense, with Brad Underwood being the coach, they don't really operate at a super fast tempo, but they kind of run this, he calls it the spread system, 
And it operates a lot through the post and a lot through one high usage guard. So I think that Shannon and Danger are definitely going to be those two this year for Illinois. Now, the second marquee game of the night is Indiana at Xavier. It has an over-under of 143, which is the fourth highest on the slate. And honestly, these teams have two of the higher tempo ratings, according to Ken Palm, of all the teams playing tonight. For Xavier, if Colby Jones plays, which is not certain, he is vastly underpriced. Like, if he, if we get news that he is playing, lock him into your lineups, no regrets. He is great. Like, he's very good. He puts up fancy points in a lot of different ways. If he does not play, the guy that seems to take his role is Suley Bohm. Suley Bohm? Suley Bohm? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going to go Suley Bohm. I'll have to watch that game tonight so I'll learn how to pronounce it. But he seems to be the beneficiary of those minutes and that role if Colby Jones does not play. In the front court for Xavier, Nunji and Fremantle are both great. Like they're just, they're both really solid. They score a lot of fancy points. They're the two guys that make this thing go for Xavier. Now, Fremantle might be my preferred play because Indiana doesn't really play a true center. And so Fremantle might be able to take advantage of a little bit of a size mismatch down low. For Indiana, look, Trace Jackson Davis, that's it. That's Indiana. He leads them in almost every category. He's really good. It feels like he's been there forever. And he's just a really good basketball player, and they use him in a very interesting role. He's super high usage. So he's the guy that I would go to. Honestly, he is my pick to lead the whole slate in fantasy points at the end of the night. Trace Jackson Davis for Indiana. All right, those are the two marquee games. So let's now break it down game by game for that with slightly less analysis for the rest of them. Next up is Oklahoma at UCF, which is taking place at the Bahamas Championship, which would honestly be an absolute blast if I was a college kid to spend a weekend just playing basketball in the Bahamas. But anyway, this game has an over-under of 133.5, which is one of the lowest on the slate. For Oklahoma State, Avery Anderson and Musa Cisse are their two highest usage players. But a guy that I like a lot is Caleb Boone. He's just kind of this do-it-all guy, kind of like a Draymond Green mold. Um, that just, you know, fills up the stat sheet in a variety of ways. He has a very high floor because of that, and he has a very high ceiling because of that. So if I were to play anybody on Oklahoma State, it would probably be Caleb Boone. For UCF, keep in mind when you look at their game logs and their stats that they're super skewed because of the double OT, the double OT game against UNC Asheville and their blowout win against Western Illinois. This is not going to be a, you know, blowout win for them. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at the Florida State game for their minutes and their usage. That's the closest game they've played. This game shapes up to be pretty close. Jalen Young for UCF is only $4,900 on DraftKings, and he played 36 minutes and had 26 fantasy points in that Florida State game. So if I play anybody on UCF, Jalen Young is the guy. Now, Baylor at Virginia, which is a matchup that would have had a lot more shine um, a few years ago. And Virginia, you know, they're coming off the tragic loss with the football team. So I think it's very admirable that the basketball team is going out and playing this game. The over-under is 132, which has the second lowest over-under on the slate. And honestly, it's hard to find value in this one. In a game that we know that is going to be a rock fight, even the guys that are the stars, like just looking at them, I'd rather have somebody else that's the same price as them. Like that's just me being honest. Like I just don't think there's a whole lot of value to be had. For Baylor, I think LJ Cryer at 6,800 might be worth a look. I think that, you know, he's going to be one of the more higher usage players along with Aiden Flagler for this team. Um, and then for Virginia, Ryan Dunn is kind of their offense off the bench. And 
uh, as the course of the season goes, he may be their offense in the starting lineup. Um, he's a pretty solid option. He's probably the guy I would go to for Virginia. Um, actually, he's the second guy I would go to for Virginia. Forgot about this one in my notes. Kadeen Shedrick of Virginia at $4,700. He's a guy I really like. He's a really good rebounder, really good down low player. Um, and I think he is the value play that can be had for Virginia. Next up is Boston College at George Mason, over under of 133.5. And surprisingly, George Mason is favored in this game by three and a half points. Didn't see that one coming. For Boston College, I like TJ Bickerstaff. He's the team leader in assists, and he fills up the stat sheet in a variety of ways. And for George Mason, I see a lot of value in their guards. Devontae Gaines, Devon Cooper, Victor Bailey Jr., and Ronald Polite III. All of them have a high floor because they all play a lot of minutes and they all touch the basketball. In my opinion, Victor Bailey Jr. has the most upside. He's the most likely George Mason player to put in my lineup. Next up, Florida at Florida State has an over-under of 147, which is the second highest on the slate. And for Florida, look, we all know about Colin Castleton. He's the highest player on the slate. He's still above $10,000 on DraftKings. He's a great option, like just absolutely great. No problem if you want to play him. If you don't agree with my Trace Jackson Davis take, Colin Castleton's probably the second guy that I think would lead the slate in scoring. Now, I talked about earlier on the podcast about transfer from St. Bonaventure Kyle Lofton and how he figures to play more of a role as the season goes on. And, you know, not to toot my own horn, but he looked pretty good earlier in the week. And so I still think he's a little pricey for what his role is, given how much of the offense goes through Castleton. But I think that he's definitely worth the look. And as the season goes on, he's a name to remember for the Florida Gators. For Florida State, if they're looking to stop Castleton, Cameron Corrin seems to be the guy likely to see a bump in minutes and to get that job. He's 6'10", and he's very athletic. And like I've said earlier about Florida State, Leonard Hamilton plays a super deep rotation, is very inconsistent with his minutes, is very inconsistent with the player's usage. So I'm probably staying away from most Florida State guys, but if I do play one, Cameron Corrin is the guy that I think sees the bump because of the matchup against Castleton. Villanova at Michigan State, one could argue should have been one of my marquee games, but hey, this has an over-under of 131.5. That is the lowest on the slate. I'm not putting a rock fight in the marquee games, y'all. For Villanova, Dixon and Daniels are both great, but I think they're a little overpriced. Like I said, lowest over-under on the slate, two not-so-fast tempo teams. Um, just I think there's other options that they're at the same price range that I'd rather have. Sorry. For Michigan State, we had the game against Kentucky that was on national television, and we all got to see what Michigan State has. That's, this is a good basketball team, y'all. They're not ranked right now, but they should be. And we saw against Kentucky that all five of their starters play heavy minutes, and they all are going to get some usage. They're all going to have the basketball in their hands. That's Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogard, Joey Hauser, Marvin Hall, and Maddie Sissoko. In my opinion, based off their current price tags, Sissoko and Hauser are the two I would want. They were the most impressive to me against Kentucky. Sissoko was doing a really good job down low against Oscar Shibway, and Joey Hauser is becoming this team's go-to guy. And their prizes didn't rise a whole lot after their good performances against Kentucky. I also want to keep an eye on Jaden Akins for Michigan State. He played 27 minutes off the bench against Kentucky. He's only $4,000 on DraftKings. The last game of the night is the nightcap for the Bahamas Championship, and that is DePaul at Santa Clara. Surprisingly, this game has an over-under of 153.5, which is the highest on the slate by far. Bet you didn't know that going into it. Santa Clara is fifth in the nation in tempo, so they're a team that you know gets up and down the floor a lot, a lot of possessions, which means a lot of fantasy points to be had for us. For DePaul, 
Two guys that I really like, Umoja Gibson is their top option. Javon Johnson is a little further down the board, but he is actually, like, might argue that he's their best player. He's been outstanding in their game so far, and DraftKings hasn't really adjusted his price tag to price him out. In a game that has the highest over-under on the slate, getting exposure to those two guys is a pretty good idea, especially Javon Johnson at only $6,000. For Santa Clara, Brandon Podzemski. Podzemski? Pod- I'm going to call him Brandon. Brandon seems like a misprice. He's averaging 47 fantasy points per game and is only $5,300. Now, obviously, DePaul, probably a little better competition than what Santa Clara has seen so far. But, hey, 47 fantasy points per game. If he just gets 75% of that, then he's going to be at about 35 fantasy points. So 35 fantasy points at $5,300, I'll take that any day of the week. Now, unfortunately, if people are doing their research like you are by listening to this podcast, he's going to be pretty highly owned. I don't care. He's that good. Like, he is their guy. So why not play a guy that's their guy in the highest over-under of the night at $5,300? Why not? Now, Parker Braun is the other value for Santa Clara, and he's at $5,000. He is the team leader in assists, but yet he's actually one of their bigger guys. So I think that he is definitely worth the look at five grand as well. And playing those two guys at $5,300 and five grand will allow you to squeeze in some of the more higher-priced options on the slate. All right, so that does it for tonight's action. Like I said, we got a lot of holiday tournaments going on. So take this analysis, and when you see these teams playing tomorrow, playing Sunday, playing Monday, use it. They're the same teams, all right? Now, obviously, their game logs are going to be a little updated. We might have a little more information about the rotations and the usages. But, hey, these teams are going to be in action for the next few days. So take this advice. Use it. Hopefully, it ends up being good advice. I think I gave a lot of names that you guys can put into your lineups, and I know some guys that I'm definitely going to be putting into my lineups. So that does it for this episode of the podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed what you listened to. If you enjoyed it and you're here for college basketball only, I strongly encourage you to check out all the other sports, college football, NFL, golf, and I also strongly encourage you to rate and subscribe to the podcast. I'm trying to get the listener base up. I'm up to almost 600 listeners, which is a pretty good statistic to have. I want to keep growing, so please get the word out. Rate and subscribe if you like what you are hearing, and make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully this is a great slate of college basketball heading into tonight and the rest of the weekend. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you all next time.